0: Hey, I'm Susan Fediger, co-chef and co-owner of Border Grill in downtown Los Angeles and Las Vegas and Sokolo in Santa Monica, and you're listening to Two Sharp Chefs. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two Sharp Chefs and a microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Hello, Louie. Hey, Louis. Happy Black History Month. It is February and we, of course, are celebrating it along with everyone else for pandemic provisions, we are talking classic cocktails. Uh, My favorite is Negroni. And that actually started when I was in Italy. Um, I always thought it was a little too strong. And then I was in Italy in the summer, super crazy, humid, hot. And I needed something to cool down from just walking, you know, the cobblestone streets all the time and so much humidity that I wasn't used to. And Uh, a bartender said, you have to have a Negroni in Italy. I had it and it was like the best thing that I'd ever tasted. Um, Of course, Negroni is gin, vermouth, and Campari with an orange slice. Um, I love that orange peel that's in there. Uh, It actually, there's a lot of stories, but the most common one is that it started in 1919 in Florence, Italy. Count Camillo Negroni. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he asked his bartender to strengthen his Americano um, by adding gin instead of soda water. Sure. And they say that that's how the Negroni was born. Um, I will kill a Negroni all the time now. Everywhere I go, even not in Italian restaurants. Because to me, I love that orange zest, zesty flavor. Um, I like that it's strong. Maybe because I've grown up a little bit <laughs> and I don't mind. So it only takes about one or two and I'm like... Toast. So I love the Negroni. How about you? Yeah. Well, I'm in love with the caipirinhas. Yeah. Mm. That's my my tropical drink. Very refreshing. Yep. Because I'm in love with Cachaca, which is a Brazilian rum. Mm -hmm. So the name caipirinha literally translates as a country little girl. It emerged from the side of Sao Paulo State. So originally this was a medicinal cocktail. Um, sailors mm. used to drink the citrus juices, which mm-hmm. is the lime juice with sugarcane to ward against scurvy. Okay. So over time it got called the caipirinha since the main ingredient cachaça mm-hmm. usually came from Piracaiba in the countryside of like São Paulo. Nice. It's my super favorite too. So we have on Ryan Brown, she's coming up. She's going to talk to us about cocktails. Ryan Brown, managing partner of Classic Jewel Cocktail Lounge at Jewel in downtown Las Vegas. You worked in New York City and Atlanta in sports and entertainment Mm -hmm. before coming home to Vegas. Uh, What pulled you back here?
1: seasonal depression is real oh yeah snowstorms, um, like race from like what's a nor'easter I learned all these new like, weather terms I had never heard of um but you know you're you're kind of chasing you're young and you're hungry and I feel like I was just trying to chase like what was next but it was always like okay once you get that that feeling you know like okay I, I feel like I've learned enough to kind of come back and to bring like just all the all the experiences and then also I mean, Vegas is such a young city. So to experience in New York and to see how developed it is and to say like, wow, like there's still so much room here. How can I be a part of it? And then to have the access and the resources and like the support system, it was just kind of like, it was like a no brainer. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was, it was more so when it was like, um, I think when I was ready, I think it was more so feeling like I can handle it. Nobody wants to come home and feel like they failed in any way. And so I was really worried of, you know, coming back and um, changing careers into something that I had, you know, I worked in bars and clubs and college and, you know, in my early 20s. But it was still it was still very foreign to me.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you did it the right way though. I mean, I, I did the same thing as you. Like I moved around a lot, you know, for my career and um, I'm from California. So I came back to California, but then I also <laughs> realized along the way that I really liked Vegas and Vegas pulls you in. It has this like special gravitational pull. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's weird. Cause like, there's so many people that I meet that either were born and raised here or were here for a long period of time and they leave and then it pulls you back. I don't know how that happens, but it just happens
1: just opportunity. You know yes. when you surround, you're just like you, you, I think we just appreciate it so much more when we come oh, back. Oh yes. Because mm-hmm. it's a small town feel, but we but we still got all the access like a, you know, like the New Yorks and the LA. Right. Right. Yes. It's
0: true. Especially in the hospitality industry.
1: Yes. Yes. I still like even the restaurants. I mean, there were still so many oh. of the same like carbone. there's still so many of the same restaurants that I would go to in New York that are here and vice versa. So I kind of felt like, you know, I kind of already knew the, my way around. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
0: Um, so you say that you wanted to create a cheers-like atmosphere at your bar, Classic mm-hmm. Joel. Um, it's been about five years now. So do you think you've achieved that? And
1: if you think you have, how'd you do it? Um, Totally. Uh, <laughs> and the reason why I know that is because there really isn't a time where people aren't in there that don't run into someone they already know. I mean, I feel like we have ended up being kind of like a, um, like we're a connector, our spaces where, you know, you, um, our neighbors are coming down for a lot of their first dates. Um, (laughs) I've lived at Jewel for um, so September will be six years. The bar will be six in June. So we're all kind of having the same anniversaries right back to back. Um, But you know, it's, it's, it's a very, um, it's a safe space. And when I think about that Cheers-like atmosphere, I think about, you know, when I lived in other cities or when I traveled for work and I met people through, you um, the bar. I mean, it was like a friends for a day mentality. You know, you sit at the bar, whether you're watching a game or, you know, you see someone ordering, you know, a meal that you like. And I've always been the type to go sit at the bar. Um, I just feel like it's like great service. Um, yeah, just, I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd like that. Like I always go to sit at the bar. And I think that because I always felt so connected to my community through my local bar that I was just like, wow, okay, that's what we need here. Because, you know, growing up out here, I never felt that locals, it kind of almost felt like we were visitors in our own home. Um, mm-hmm. just because you only take up the, you know, bring out the nice stuff, you know, the nice China when tourists are in town, but you know, you still want that level of comfort, but you want to still feel like it's important or excuse me, like your, your value, the way you yes. spend your money and, and all that. And so I kind of felt like, um, you know, we can still be a comfortable place without making it feel like we don't belong as locals. Um, and so I think that that's kind of the, the whole cheers concept And I mean, it's probably the most rewarding part of it, just because we're able to um, bring people from so many different walks of life together that probably wouldn't meet over a beer. um, But because they ran into each other at Classic Jewel, whether it's for a community event, a political event, for hookah or just live music. I feel like it's our way of it's our way of connecting people. You know, we all have like our own lane of activism, and I feel like this is our way of like, um, you know, kind of just showing people like we're a safe space. You know, and we literally want people here because we are the spot where everyone knows your name. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And
0: I mean, it's downtown too, and that seems to be well. I I wouldn't even say seems to be. It is the place for locals. So, you know, when you talk about things being, you know, the, the nice China being laid out for the tourists, that is more like the strip, you know, yeah. and you know, not that we can't hang out there and we do sometimes usually when people are in town um, or going to work, <laughs> but, um, downtown's sort of that space, like you said, like a safe space, uh, a place where locals hang out, you know, a place where there's local restaurants. And you recently took over the DTLV account, on Instagram, <laughs> um, which is a freaking awesome one. I will tell you guys out there. Um, if you're not following them, okay. please follow them. Uh, good vibes, uh, great photos, like beautiful uh, art that you'll see in there, ideas for restaurants, bars, uh, wow. nightclubs, retail places. So please follow at DTLV on Instagram. They're badass. Um, so you took it over, um, and you got that chance to do that. Uh, what does it mean to you to kind of like highlight your peers and and your neighbors, not just your business neighbors, but literally your physical neighbors of your home as well.
1: It makes me feel so honored to be able to speak about not only their businesses, but also their character. I mean, these are people that I know personally. Um, These are people that, you know, they come in, they've been supporting me before they even knew who I was. And so any chance, like whether it's, you know, a platform, an awesome platform like DTLV or um, you know, news publications or magazines. I mean, we've been so fortunate to be able to. Um, to brag. I mean, when we're doing well, every, you know, and our neighbors are doing well, I mean, we feel, we, excuse me, feed off of each other. And, you know, we're really in this together. I mean, if if, if we survive and our neighbors survive, we'll continue to, th- to thrive. So if there's any opportunity that I'm ever allowed to speak on it, I am the one that's like trying to get all of my friends, all of my, <laughs> um, you know, fellow business owners downtown in the conversation because I also want them to think about me when I'm not in the room as well. Um, February
0: is Black History yeah. Month. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very important, especially now, I would say more than ever, even. Um, you're an active member of the Urban Chamber of Commerce and mm-hmm. also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Inc., which, by the way, Louie, um, a member is Kamala Harris. um
1: yes. RVP. Hi, that RVP. <laughs> That's <laughs> huge. Claim so it, claim oh, it. <laughs> uh, Every time I think about it, I was talking to my sorority sisters um, for my chapter. I pledged, at, uh, excuse me, I crossed at Arizona State University, say the Alpha chapter, and we're so tight still. I mean, and this was this was uh, 2005. So the fact that we're still so tight, it just speaks to the sisterhood. And you know, uh, the night of inauguration, we're like, is this like this is real? Right. Like, this is legit happening, and you know, I beam with, with so much pride and I just feel like it's our time, you know, I mean, we've kind of, we've been here, (laughs) but at the same, and now I'm speaking collectively, you know, to black women. Um, it's really unique, I think, especially in Las Vegas to, um, to be in a position to where people come to me specifically because um, representation is really important. And I kind of um, kind of struggled with that in the beginning, understanding like the role that I had to play. At first, it was like, I'm a businesswoman, you know, I just want to like do things X, Y, and Z. And, you know, this is what I know. But I'm learning so much, like the culture, you know, and um, I- I'm just so proud because. In other cities, maybe I would not have been necessarily like the go-to to represent. Um, but I love the fact that in our town, we're able to like identify and find each other. I mean, even through social media, being able to to connect with you both, um, it's so awesome. But that's representation, you know, seeing uh, Kamala, Vice President Kamala, mm-hmm, yeah. um, you know, and and then even you know when when young women reach out to me that really wasn't happening when I was in corporate America. And now I'm like, this is my town, you know, this is, this is my business. And it's so important for me to, to kind of push things forward. Um, Not just this month, but every month. And um, anytime I have a platform, whether like, (laughs) whether it's black history month or not, like I'm trying to get as many, um, you know, as many uh, more women, more people of color to the table.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, however it is that you get to this place, it, it, the result is important. So I get what you're saying. Cause sometimes I'm like, you know, I feel like pigeonholed sometimes like, oh, well, you're a woman. Oh, you're like Asian American. You're multiracial, whatever it is that they try to category. They try to put you in women of Our, color.
1: Oh my, oh, we get yeah. <laughs> but but
0: At the same time, it's like whatever it takes to get the message out.
1: You know, most of the bar owners around here are are white guys and there's nothing wrong with that, but they're also like in a different age bracket a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I was like, let me just blend in, keep my head down, but that serves no one. (laughs) That serves no one. So you're absolutely right. There are literally dozens,
0: hundreds, thousands, maybe even just in Las Vegas that are looking to you because of what you look like, because of who you are, because of what you stand for. And thinking, I want to do that. Just like Kamala, right? I mean, there's so many little girls out there. That was like, what got me, I'm getting chills now (laughs) that day. That's what got me that day was like, I was just thinking, I didn't feel like this when I was that age. And now all these kids, uh, potentially my children one day, Will feel like they're represented. You know that that means something. It that means really means something so
1: much. But even in the same breath, and this is kind of a different way I've been looking at things now because I don't have children. I think sometimes, like I have to fight a little bit harder for those connections. <laughs> You know, because the community means certain things, but you know, I'm not super, I'm not connected with like the schools around here. You know, you think differently, I'm sure as a parent, but one thing that has been really awesome for me, and I hope that, um, other young women feel this way, but we also have a responsibility to like our, the women before us, you know, our mothers and our grandmothers. And even if it's, you know, pushing the envelope to be a little like edgier or, you know, like I've worked in sports, I curse like a sailor. I, <laughs> I'm very comfortable in male dominated industries. And as I've gotten older, I was starting to feel like I needed to, to kind of change that a bit um, because, you know, we want to be, I want to be a balanced woman, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then I started thinking, I'm like, okay, so you're, um, you're holding back, but how disrespectful is it to all of the women in your life that, you know, that couldn't do X, Y, and Z. And now you have right. the opportunity and you're like, Oh, I, I just want to mind my own business. I don't want anyone to judge me or, <laughs> but how, how long is that? You know? And so now I'm starting to think about it in that way. Like, even when I'm so uncomfortable, like whether it's a post or a meeting or, you know, something that I'm like, I don't really want to be a mentor today, but you know, I, I need to, I think about all the people that pour into me and that didn't have the same opportunity. So it's like, get over it. Like you need to show up, you know? And so that's, but that's been my new way of thinking about it.
0: Absolutely. Um, let's make sure that we talk about cocktails here.
1: So (laughs) what's your favorite cocktail? that you serve. Okay. That we serve. Okay. So my favorite cocktail that we serve is the Brady Cresta. And it's a you know, it's a, it's a classic, but it's one of my favorites because I don't really know many places where you can get just a really nice cognac based cocktail. Um it's super balanced, it like gets you there and to me that's like if I, I I don't like a. a um, I'm more of a quality than quantity person, <laughs> you know. I, I don't really want to mess around. I kind of want to get right to it. So that's that's one of uh, my favorite cocktails that that's on our menu that we serve. But I'm a skinny marg gal. Like I like it the skinnier the better, the, the extra lime. So I feel like our team has gotten really good at <laughs> kind of like making those like really tart drinks. So I may have. Yes. Had- something to do with that, but, uh, (laughs) but yes, they, our team is so good. I mean, when you see me behind the bar, like it's, you know, it'll be okay, but our team, (laughs) they're so phenomenal. And I'm so thankful because they're the ones that, um, this is their passion, you know, and I get to create a space for them to, to shine. And that's so awesome.
0: Let's talk a little bit about that because you talk a lot on your socials about like your inner circle being strong, Mm -hmm. Um, but your inner circle includes your own family members in your business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So obviously there are advantages and I'm sure there are some disadvantages. (laughs) So just like talk a little bit about that. Like, how has that been for you?
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So it's been a lot and, you know, and, and I think that we're, we're at such a good space that we. You know, I think honesty and transparency is just so important, you know, and so I will say that I'm going to be completely honest, but I don't want that to deter anyone. It's more so of, um, you know, when you are connected in so many ways, sometimes it's hard to disconnect. And, you know, we all live very close together. Um, you know, none of us live together, but we all live pretty close together. <laughs> um, you know, we, we work together, whether it's within this business or other businesses. Um, and we, you know, we were away from each other for a really long time. So it was almost like getting used to being around your family members because I saw them for holidays. That was it. Um, and I, you know, we we, we kind of like that sometimes, you know, yeah, <laughs> just week able to come in, exchange gifts, and kind of keep it pushing. But, um, I have such an appreciation for my family and uh, my business partner Jerome. I met him through my mother, they're married, um, and you know, I, I met him as an adult, and so you know, it was an interesting dynamic. Um, but just the way I trust him to, to be my mother's husband, I trust him as a business partner, and so I think. When you have other things that are bigger than business, it keeps you together. So although it's challenging because we don't get a break, um, <laughs> we don't, you know, we don't really work uh, down there at the bar, like together, we kind of all have time frames that we're really there. We've got a great team now, so we're not there as much, um, but everyone plays their part. You know, I mean, I can't even imagine like, you know, we built it from the ground up. I mean, it was just a shell. And so to be able to grow as a family and you know kind of take a step back and say wow you know we we just had President Elect Joe Biden here like that was awesome as a family
0: tell us how that happened and what it was like that whole thing
1: He's like one of those like close talk Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> and like the kind of the running joke was like what was uncle biden talking to you about the whole time because like handheld but like in an uncle type of way not right a, right like, way yeah. but like held my hand the majority of the time was like talking about life and he's got so many very specific like human to human interactions so he's got so many stories yeah so he's just i mean i've never seen anyone be that genuine in a work, the room like that. Um, so that was totally unexpected, but definitely one of the highlights. I mean, we've had, um, you know, other, um, like high profile people come through, but the timing of it was just so beautiful for us because it's just, you know, yeah, it was magic. magic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you make it up. You know, you really can't. Now you got to
0: get Kamala there because uh,
1: now that, she's roar. Exactly, and you know, but we do have we do have a connection, so I'm pretty sure that that's gonna. I, I think that that will happen. I, I, I think so. I think so. We there's some awesome women in Las Vegas that are in the political scene. That do amazing things, and they are connected right to her. Um, my friend Lauren, who worked on the campaign, and oh yeah, Vegas is full of giants. There's so many women just killing it out here. All right, so we're gonna move on to show and tell. Everything lives on my iPad that stays oh, in my purse all the time. But now, like I, I am so proud of myself since entrepreneurship. Like I have become. I know it didn't. It didn't uh, look that way when we were getting started because of technical difficulties. But I have everything like streamlined between like my watch, my car, my phone, like everything is coming together because it was just so hard in the beginning trying to do everything. I mean, my partners and I, we were the plumber, we were the DJ, we everything. (laughs) But when you're not a professional at any of those things, you have to walk around with like little notes to remember, Mm -hmm. like, how do I back out of this problem? Like, I know how I got in. But how do I back out? So I have, and my partner did too. So then we graduated to starting, we started taking photos of the notes and looking at them on our phone. But now I have just like a whole setup on my iPad that I can like find like alarm codes, POS troubleshooting and you just need it. Like we can't remember everything. You just just need it. But I don't leave anywhere without my iPad. It's Uh in my purse at all times. Um, And I just think that, you know, when you're trying to juggle so many things, like it's okay to like lean into technology. We got one more thing for you. 60 seconds
0: rapid fire questions. We call it on the fly. Favorite jewel. Diamond. Pandemic comfort food. Hummus. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Teleporting. Your happy place in Las Vegas. Ooh. My home. Nice. Dream spot to travel and eat. Bali, Anywhere. Ooh. Bali, Super. Your
1: motivational soundtrack. Oh, um, right now it's an Alicia Keys song. It's called So Done. That's been oh. that's on heavy rotation right now. Oh, she's super
0: it. on my motivational soundtrack. Oh, she's so motivational. Um, first thing you'll do when it's safe to do everything you want again.
1: Oh, travel, like only travel. I mean, I still travel, but only, tra- oh, rapid fire. <laughs> yeah, <it's okay. laughs> favorite, favorite bar that's not yours. Oh. It's okay. Employees only in New York. Your best workout. Oh, running, I like to run.
0: I wish and I loved to run. Favorite sports team of all
1: time. I'm gonna go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Here we go. Wow, <laughs> nice. You know what?
0: I'm gonna ask you one more question because I would love to know what this is. It's Louie's favorite question. Um, what's one blackmailable fact about you?
1: Ooh, Something I'm people really, wouldn't know. I'm really 4'11 and a half, and I lie to say I'm five feet. Oh, Oh, wow. You're, I didn't know that you were that
0: petite. Oh, really? I'm petite, but you're more petite than right? me. But I lie. Wow. I lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. let's go ahead and sell it for Classic Jewel. Um, whatever you want. This is your time. You know, what do you want people to know? Or you can sell it for whatever the heck you want because it's your time.
1: Um, I just wanted to invite the community out to Classic Jewel. We are so happy to be back open. Um, we, you know, we we love our community. We love cocktails. We've got great food, live music and hookah and um, just good times. So make sure you check us out. We are located downtown in the Jewel High Rise at 353 East Bonneville. Thanks for
0: listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs. That's with a number two on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louis, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio
1: Public, and Stitcher.
0: It's been a pleasure. We're sixth. Till next week.